Hello, audience, and welcome back to the 32 Podcast. I'm your host, Kate. Today is a double episode day. It is November 17th. Um, earlier today, I released my third episode all about Taylor Swift's re-recorded Red album. Go listen to it if you haven't yet. I had a lot of fun recording it, and I hope you enjoy listening to it and hearing my takes on everything. This episode is a pop culture recap episode. Um, It is, again, me sitting in a room alone talking to myself, but isn't that just fun for everyone? Um, I'm going to recap some of the biggest news that has happened in the entertainment world of late, and I have a few clarifications coming your way in regards to things we had talked about um, last week or the week before on the pod that I never got to clarify. I also finally opened my bags from Home Goods as I am now decorating for Christmas. My tree is up. So excited. And I can tell you what's in them. So here's a quick word from our sponsor and I'll come back with our content for today. Thank you so much to our wonderful sponsors who allow the show to be here. I currently make like, I think I said in the last episode, I make like a half a cent an episode, but I'm pretty sure it's like a 10th of a cent. <laughs> I need a thousand um, listens for, to make 15 bucks on anchor. This podcast is going to go somewhere guys. I've already made like a dollar 50. So like we're going to, we're going to take off at some point. Maybe today's that day. Maybe not. Anywho, for your pop culture recap today, I grabbed the stuff that I think you need to know. And the first up, Brittany is free after 13 years. Her conservatorship is over the judge presiding over her case, um, determined that her conservatorship should be Oh, what's the word? Oh, crap. It's over. It ended. Ceased. It's done. Um, The only thing that remains currently in litigation is the issues with her finances and I think how they will be um, either set up or... Oh, my God. I cannot find my words today. I used all my words for my Taylor podcast. (laughs) How her finances will be moving forward once the conservatorship, conservatorship is over. There are also investigations ongoing and will be um, started to see if there was any abuse involved with her conservatorship. Brittany, when she spoke to the judge for her 20 minute um, testimony, the last time she was in court, even virtually, she has um, brought a lot to light in terms of conservatorship abuse. And I hope that is sorted out. And I hope that, you know, her dad finds a dark hole to live in forever because he really did her wrong. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention about this is that when this happened in 2007, the conservatorship was, um, put under as voluntary, like she voluntarily entered this conservatorship, but what was done to her and what has happened over the last 13 years obviously has not been voluntary. So I hope she gets the help that she needs coming out of this conservatorship. I hope that she can find her joy. I follow her on Instagram. I know she wants to have a baby. She's going to marry Sam Ashgari. This is all very good stuff, but I do hope she follows a path with good people who are there to support her and there to not, you know, exploit or take advantage of her and that she finds, you know, happiness and control outside of this area. Cause 13 years is a long time. It's, you know, it's a third of her life that she spent in this conservatorship. And, you know, if she's been so, drugged for lack of better words they had her on lithium at one point i mean good lord what's happened to her brain then she's gonna hopefully be clear-headed and maybe get to a place that she's clear-headed and can make her own decisions and have only good people near her that was what i hope for her but Brittany is free we are so happy 
per her Instagram, she's taking the year, the rest of the year off. I think that's going to be great. So Britt, we are all so, so happy for you. Our second uh, thing we're going to talk about today, Paul Rudd has been named the sexiest man alive, but we already knew this. The man does not age whatsoever. And we really need to figure out what he's doing or what he has or what, whatever, you know, genetics play in his factor. Cause we got to put that in a bottle because I think we, we all need some of that. I would not say that Paul Rudd is the sexiest person I've ever seen. Like that. I understand that verbiage, but is he the cutest person that's ever walked the face of the earth? Yes. That's in fact, exactly what's going on. I once met Paul Rudd. And this might sound like an unbelievable story, but it happened. My mom was even there. So after school in the fall of 2005, I was a sophomore in high school. Picture that. I went to an all-girls school, so I had my uniform on. I was walking through a Halloween store that was attached to a Walmart in my hometown of Overland Park, Kansas, which coincidentally is where Paul Rudd is from. Now, this is in 2005. Clueless came out in 1995. So this is a 10-year span that Paul Rudd has been famous. Was he that famous in 2005? No, but he was famous enough for me to gasp at his presence. So like you hear celebrities are from your hometown and you're like, yeah, yeah. But like, you never see them. I saw him in person. He was wearing a black shirt and jeans and black shoes. I don't know why I remember, but it's burned into my brain. So I'm in the store. I turn around and there's Paul Rudd crouching at what looked like baby costumes. Because I think he and his wife had a baby at the time, but I was like, completely fucking stunned. I could not speak. I couldn't move. His wife, who was so nice and so pretty was like, Oh my God, this poor girl's going to have a stroke. Cause my husband is standing here. And I surely almost did. I couldn't say a word. So I turn around. I'm, my mom's doing something. I go to check out and he's there again. I'm like, Oh my God, I have to say something. And he let us go first to check out. And my mom said, thank you so much. And just so you know, we love your work. And my mom like nudged me and I was like, words could not come out of my mouth. And guys, this is all going to sound so crazy because like I started a podcast by myself. Words come out of this mouth all the time. I'm never at a loss for words. This is the only time in history I've been at a loss for words. I could not speak. If you had asked me for $1 million to say any words, I could not have. I was barely breathing. I was like, oh my God, here is Josh from Clueless standing in front of me, looking at me. Oh my God. I'm, I'm overwhelmed. So we check out Paul Rudd looks at me and like, looks at me like, this is really funny that you can't talk. And like, I'm kind of impressed at your like shock. And I just leave the store. I didn't say anything. I didn't say a single word. Oh my God. So 16 years ago, I had my chance and I, couldn't say anything. I leave the store. I scream, which you probably heard from inside the store because I was like, oh my God, Paul Rudd. Because he he was Josh from Clueless. He was the cute one, right? Immediately call my friend Kara, screaming again. And my mom was like, where was all this in the store? I got completely starstruck. I don't think I've seen a famous person since. Like they steer clear of me knowing that I like can't possibly communicate with anyone. Because I, I, I honestly was just, st- I was a stone. I couldn't move. I couldn't speak. I think about it all the time. <laughs> like, well, how different would my life be if I had said something to Paul Rudd? 
probably not different whatsoever, but it's just, it haunts me. It truly haunts me that I saw him, could have had a whole conversation. I loved you in Clueless. Oh my God, you're so great. Didn't love Anchorman. Had Anchorman come out in 2005? I don't know, but like you heard it here first. I'm not a huge fan of the Anchorman movies. I, I don't like that Will Ferrell type of humor all the time. And it just like kills it for me anyway. But like, you know, he's super famous now and people love him. And he's like, oh, he's from Kansas City. Yeah, I know. I ran into him at a Halloween store once in 2005 in a uniform with my hair looking ridiculous, I'm sure, looking for a Halloween costume. I know. This story is everywhere you turn, it's so upsetting. I was not prepared. And I know like I didn't get any heads up that Paul Rudd was going to be there, but like I, it's too much. It makes me think like, how often have I passed by famous people and I haven't known because like they, like I don't register that they're famous? Probably a lot. But that's a good thing because I can't speak to them. Like I keep telling my husband and it keeps getting pushed back because of COVID, but the Baxter boys are going to go on tour. Hopefully again soon, either next year or 2023. Oh my God, 2023. Holy crap. Anyway. And I keep telling him that I'm going to, my husband, I'm, I'm going to buy VIP tickets and meet them. And every time I say it, Paul's like, I don't think you can handle it. And I'm like, no, no, I can't. I'm going to be totally fine. And he's like, you're not going to be fine. You couldn't even speak to Paul Rudd. And it's true. I couldn't, I couldn't even speak to him. So how the fuck am I going to meet five Backstreet Boys? One of which is Nick Carter, who is the crush of my life. I have yet told, I have not yet told the story on the pod. And maybe I will another day, but I went to Vegas in 2017 to see them in concert with my friend Emma. Hey, it was amazing loved them. We posted a photo of it the next day. Nick Carter liked my photo. I sat on the couch and I sobbed. <laughs> I cried for 10 minutes because he saw my Instagram. <laughs> what on earth would I do if I was in his presence in person? That's my point. I don't know. But anyway, my 15-year-old self knew that Paul Rudd was the sexiest man alive, and my 31-year-old self still knows it. And I think about this every time I hear Paul Rudd's name. I'm like, oh, I met him once in a Halloween store. Actually, I don't. I met him. I don't think he met me. I don't think we can say that he met me because, you know, I couldn't talk. He met my mom, who was right there. Like, I breathed his air. Like, I was close enough, you know. But anyway, all the accolades to Paul Rudd and his sexiness for the year. I, I like the pictures that people did. I, th I think, you know what? He's a good pick. He's an all around really cute person. No one's going to be like, oh, he's so ugly. Like no one thinks that. I do have a bone to pick with him though, because I, he was not at the friends reunion. And like, we all know he was a sixth friend. So like, where was he? Was he not invited? What's he doing? I just, I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about it. Okay. Moving on from Paul Rudd. I could talk about my idiocy forever, but you know, we can't do that. So third story, Meghan Markle, who I never mentioned on this podcast because I'm a royalist and a fan of the queen, you know, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, you know, I don't mention the, the outlaws, but, um, apparently Meghan Markle is making cold calls to us senators in regards to lobbying for a bill. This is according to page six, and uh, she's using her official title, which for those who think she was officially stripped of it, she was not. It's just an unofficial strip. Like she's still 
the Duchess of Sussex, but she is to be referred to as Meghan, Duchess of Sussex, Sussex with a comma, um, which is different. I know we're only taking out the the, but the the is very, the the, you know, solidifies her position, but like you don't have a position anymore. So the fact that you're cold calling senators using your royal title of a different country that has no governmental bearing in this country doesn't make any fucking sense. It makes you look like a loser. And if I may say so, shouldn't she be stripped of her title for doing this? Like you're using your title for political gain, which is not what royals are supposed to do. They're supposed to remain apolitical because the UK is a constitutional monarchy and they don't vote. She, she wouldn't vote in the UK, A, because she's an American citizen, but B, she wouldn't vote in the UK because she's royal. They, they don't, they remain apolitical and they don't, you know, side with one side or the other because they, you know, the government is formed under, under the monarch's name. So she's lobbying for a certain position in, in a different country using her royal title of another country. Uh, this is shitty. This seems like you can't do this or shouldn't do this. And this does not make the queen happy. And the queen is frail enough, Megan. Okay. Like she missed the I think G7 summit, whatever Joe Biden fell asleep at. She missed that. She missed the environmental stuff in Scotland. You know, she didn't go to the Remembrance Day ceremonies on Sunday because she threw her back out. Like, do you fucking mind, Markle? Like, come on. And by the way, like, you have one of the most famous names in the world. By saying you're Meghan Markle, like, we know who you are. Like, we are not so, you know, transformed by your announcing that you're Duchess of Sussex. Like, we know. Right? Like... This is, this is ridiculous. Like, and I know that many, um, the article I read that ran in page six, I forget who the Senator was, but they were basically like, how the fuck should you get my number? Like, you're right. How did she get your number? Has Homeland Security failed? What happened to the Patriot Act? What about all these things? How'd she, how'd she get her? So who, who's working with this schemer to get her private numbers, like private cell phone numbers. So she can lobby for a bill that she is not a part of. And it's for the parental leave, which like, I'm not going to be political around here and say if I agree or disagree or whatever. But like, if you, and maybe one day I'll record my thoughts on the whole Megxit situation, which by the way, Harry came out earlier this week and said that that term was misogynistic. Like, well, it's not supposed to be nice, but like her name is Megan and she exited and, you know, it just goes together. You put the meh and the zit together and you get Megxit. I, I don't know how that's so unclear. Harry. Anyway. Oh, I lost my train of thought because I got so caught up in, in their bullshit. Shoot. Anyway. Like, this this shouldn't be happening. Like, you... Oh, I remember. You don't get to leave the royal family and say you want a better life and to want to make your own money and then lobby for political gain in a different country. Using your old former title, former current whatever title. Princess Diana was not going around saying, I am the princess. Her title was still Diana, comma, princess of Wales. But she was the people's princess. It's different. Okay. It's just different. Like, Megan, stop it. Go do your Archwell thing and your, you know, charity thing with your other things and stop it. I don't quite understand. 
what she's looking for here. But it's not. She's not getting it. She's just, just not getting it. <sighs> anyway. Moving on. Paris Hilton got married. This is just a quick little thing. Paris Hilton got married to her, um, I think, short-time love. But, you know, love nonetheless. Um, his name is Carter. They had a beautiful wedding. They had a three-day celebration. Um, one party was, like, neon carnival themed. And her dress for her actual ceremony was absolutely stunning. Had a high-collar, lace, long-sleeve ball gown. It was beautiful. Like, good, ugh, impeccable job. It was stunning. I love a wedding. I love love, you know? Like, I I know I can, like, be a hater about some stuff. But, like, I'm a pretty positive person when it comes to weddings. I love a good wedding. I love going and celebrating people and, like, drinking for free. It's so good. I love – I haven't been to a wedding at all this year. And I think when they have one on the books next year, my cousin's getting married. I love traveling for a wedding, too. Like, you get to pick out your outfits and shit. I love that. Anyway, congrats to Paris. It's absolutely wonderful. My next story is a bit of weird news, and I don't know why it's news, but I was so curious to it that I had to talk about it. So Shailene Woodley was interviewed or was having a conversation with some person somewhere, and she was discussing that she doesn't like to use the C word and the F word. But her C word and her F word are famous and celebrity. And she was basically saying like, she has no time. She has no time for these words. Like she's, I, those words are so vile. Like, But are you not famous? Are you not a celebrity? Are you not engaged to Aaron Rodgers, who is equally as famous and celebrity as you? It's a very bizarre article. And it kept going on and she was basically trying to acknowledge for her own self how different she was than other people. Like she would rather like get things from the source than buy them at the store. So essentially like she'll hunt her own meat instead of getting it at Whole Foods. And she goes to a mountain to get her own water once a month instead of drinking, you know, I guess what she would consider processed water. Like she gathers her own goods, but like how out of touch do you have to be to be like, Oh, I don't get my meat at whole foods. I would rather kill my own meats on my own lens. You know, it's just so bizarre. And like, not that I want to get, you know, not political. It's not the word, but not that I want to get feisty today, but like, is this not some form of like outrageous privilege? That you have the ability to not shop at Whole Foods. That you usurp Whole Foods and get your own food somewhere. And you go to your this, some, some base of a mountain somewhere and get your own mountain water. And, ke- and are able to store it and have it purified over a month's span of time in your house. It's just very strange. E! News ran this article. And I appreciate them because it it just it just kind of bothered me. It, it, like, I I feel like she's coming from a good place and trying to explain herself and, you know, all this and that and, like, where she comes from and why she hates, you know, certain stigmas. Like, that's fine. But, like, are you trying to win us over by saying that you collect your own water? Because I hate to break it to you. It's not happening. Like, I'm not, I'm not super into this. Um, 
I'm pulling direct quotes now from the article. It says, my religion is the earth. I believe in trees, which that's fine. I believe in trees too. I believe they make great paper for me to write notes on for this podcast. Thank you, trees. And you know, they make CO2 that helps. They, they take in CO2 and breathe out oxygen, which help us, you know, live as humans. Okay. I'm fine with saying that normal F and C words. So like the actual F and C words, which I can't believe she even says a C word, the real C word. I hate that word. But famous and celebrity are off limits in my book. I just think they're nasty words. Blah, 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 blah. Aaron Rodgers, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Apparently she has no time for television. She was on a television, multiple television shows and in movies. I technically don't have a home anywhere, so I suppose there's no TV to put in that home. But I haven't had a TV since I moved out of my parents' house at 18. Okay. She doesn't like tech. But in this picture on this, she's holding an iPhone watching Aaron Rodgers on Jeopardy. This is all very strange. I don't know. I'm I'm not buying it. I'm I'm just not buying it. You know? Like, I don't know. I mean... All, all good thanks to Shailene Woodley. Oh, this is the thing that bothered me. No shortcuts in the kitchen. Mm. Oh, I thought there was more to that. Never mind. Anyway, there's articles from E-News. It, it's also says she eats bugs, whatever, like in clay, eat whatever. But, okay, she's essentially calling her lifestyle alternative when it's it's hard for me as a person who like goes to a grocery store and like some people see that as privilege for them to, for her to be like, I'm usurping this by like, Oh, I, you know, I get all my things from the source. Like, I just feel like that's the utmost privilege. Is it not? Someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I just, I don't know. I have a problem with this. I'm like for her to be like saying the real C word is fine. Like people can say whatever they want, but like the word celebrity is not offensive. The word famous is not offensive. You are famous. You are a celebrity. And in fact, you going through this interview, talking about your alternative lifestyle for it to be run through the press and reach my phone and reach this podcast makes you an even bigger celebrity and puts you, puts your name in my mouth. So why are you even doing this? Some, some celebrities never give interviews, never talk to anybody and live in a hole. You could do that with your mountain water. It doesn't make any sense. I don't like that. It's weird. If there's any follow-up to that, I'll bring it. Anyway, moving on. Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian are reportedly dating after her um, appearance on SNL. Apparently, they've gone to dinner a few times. They have been seen together. They went to that Halloween place. Oh, what's that called? That Whatever. There's, there's, place, there's a place that they have gone that it's like a park. What is it called? Oh, my God. It's in New York, some sort of amusement park that's scary. And you're going to all be like, nah, this is the name of it, screaming at me through the radio. I know. Okay. I don't remember. They're dating. And I have to say, I just need to know what people see in Pete Davidson. I know he's funny. He's on SNL. He's a semi-okay looking person. I'm sorry. He's not like, you know, okay, whatever. I called someone ugly once on this pod. My mom yelled at me. So like, I'm not calling him ugly, but I'm not calling him gorgeous. He dated Ariana Grande. He dated Kaya Gerber. He dated, I think, someone else very close to Kim at some point. But like, what's with, what? What's so great? But 
I do think, and I listen to a few podcasts and I read a lot of things that like say they have a lot in common, la la. They've both lost their dads. Kim's dad, obviously Robert Kardashian, died of esophageal cancer in like 2004-ish? Ish. I don't know. Don't quote me. And then Pete Davidson's father was a first responder in 9-11 who sadly passed away. So I can understand how people would bond over that, how you would bond over losing, you know, the same type of parent in a tragic way and all. So maybe that's what's bonding them together. And that's fine. I just like need to know more because I don't know that Pete Davidson is like the caliber of person to like be with Kim Kardashian. Like she's the most famous person on this planet. Like she's so famous and like so fabulous. And like Pete Davidson's like this kid from Staten Island who is equally fabulous and, and, and is famous, but like, they're like not a match, you know? I don't know. That's just how I feel, which I don't, it doesn't, I mean, I'm not involved in their relationship whatsoever. So like, they don't care what I think, but anyway, moving on. This is a real stream of consciousness, consciousness episode today, guys. I'm really sorry, but like, I just have a lot of feelings <laughs> and I had to hit, I had to stop recording because Paul was fucking singing in the kitchen. So if you heard that, I'm very sorry. He does have a nice voice. So maybe one day I'll get him to sing on the pod. First, you'd have to listen to the podcast. Then you'd have to come on it and then he would have to sing. But I think it would happen if we get enough listens. You you let him know. You let him know in the comments that you on my Insta that you want him to sing on the pod. I think he would do it. Anyway, final story before clarifications. Kristen Stewart has opened up about her relationship with Robert Pattinson during the Twilight filming, which was so exciting for me because me and Sarah talked about this a few weeks ago when Madeline Klein and Chase Stokes broke up. That I kind of felt the same about them as that I did Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. Like they were Twilight their romance was twilight so she was talking about it and essentially she basically said she was young and stupid (laughs) like great so not only did you break up which she's still engaged to her fiance dylan by the way which is wonderful great for you both like she's saying that she was young and stupid and it was like an impressionable time in her life and all this but like can you not just have us live the fairy tale please You were both, he turned you into a vampire. You have everlasting love for eternity because vampires are immortal. Just let us have that. Instead of you clarifying five years later, like, oh yeah, we were just young and stupid and it was good for the movie, but you know, we were just dumb. Like, come on, give us something. We want to believe in you, Case do. Now it's harder. Now, because you think you were young and stupid. Now all I think is that you were young and stupid. Robert Pattinson is so cute. Like I'd be young and stupid too. That's what I think. So, like, thank you for the clarification, but we didn't really need this. We really didn't particularly need this at all. And I'm sad. I'm sad you gave it to us. But whatever. I have to live with it. I have to live with my sadness. I'm trying to find the story. Oh, there it is. We were young and stupid, but that's what anybody playing those parts needed to feel. I mean, she's not wrong. And like the whole thing of like Edward is so tortured and all that. Okay, fine. But like, just let us have the good times. Like stop taking the good times away. We've had enough good times taken away. The pandemic ruined it for everybody. Don't take our pre-pandemic joy post-pandemic and be like, well, we know we were dumb. Because that makes me feel sad. (laughs) 
Okay. Anyway, clarifications from past episodes. Number one, my Halloween episode when I talked about the candy Mary Jane's that no one likes. Apparently, it's peanut butter and molasses. Well, no wonder no one likes it. It sounds gross. It sounds like it's going to get stuck in your teeth, too. Take your teeth off. Ugh. Um, number two, our biology lesson when I was talking to Sarah about recessive and dominant traits. Red hair is a recessive trait. I think she said it was dominant. I disagree with her, but red hair is a recessive trait. So if you draw your little Punnett square, which you know you draw a square and you draw a line going down and a line going across, you make four boxes. You put your big R's on top. You put your little R's or no. It's a big R, little R, big R, little R. You have 25% chance of having a redheaded kid if you have one gene in there. It's a Punnett square. You, you remember from freshman year of high school. You know. Um, additional recessive genes are blue eyes, having earlobes that are attached. So like I have earlobes that hang. Some people don't have this like hangy part, but I'm Sicilian. So I think it's like a Sicilian thing to have like fat hangy earlobes. You know what I mean? If you have them, you know, and then, um, left-handedness is a recessive trait, which is pretty cool. I know some lefties and fun fact, Prince William is a lefty. I think that's cool. Final clarification, AJ McLean's beard, his McLean shaven face. From what I can see on Instagram, he is regrowing his beard. It's not fully back yet, obviously. There is no answer on why he did that in the first place. I scrolled through some like, you know, fan comments and they're all very strange. Like a lot of like marry me AJ things. I'm like, okay, aren't we past that? But I couldn't find like what his reason was, but apparently there is a reason somehow. Um, there's no new tattoo. There's no like, I don't know. His daughter apparently told him he looked like a naked fish. <laughs> Which is really funny. Not that fish aren't naked. I don't know what she meant, but she's like four. So it was like very, this is very charming. Um, but yeah, no answer on a clean shaven face. I will get back to you. And I'm still so upset that that wasn't the name of the article. That's so funny. I'm like, I know you're thinking like, oh, you're so full of yourself. You think your joke's funny. That is fucking funny. And so clever. And no one in the publishing world or in journalism thought of this? Come on. It's insane. I would also like to point out, fun fact of the day, that um, as I was looking at AJ McLean's Instagram for clarification on his facial hair, the I Want It That Way video has streamed one billion times on YouTube as of today. One billion times people have looked at the I Want It That Way video and said, and say it with me, tell me why. Oh my God, I can't believe I just sang on pot again. I thought I wouldn't today. Here it was. A billion people. There's 8 billion people in the world. So one out of eight have streamed. And I know that's not how it works. There's probably some kid in their basement streaming this video day in and day out just so it gets to a billion streams. It's not me. I swear I don't even have a basement. But, you know, an, an eighth of the world's population is, has watched this video on YouTube. Just on YouTube. That's amazing. It's great for YouTube. It's a good spot. I love it. The I Wanted That Way video gives me a lot of feelings. And if you listen to my um, flirtatude podcast, you'll know how much feelings I can get from how many feelings I can get from music. But let me tell you a quick story. And that's been my last story for the day. So the I Want It That Way video takes place in an airport hangar. It takes place at LAX. And then they go outside and there's a hangar. They're singing. Nick Carter just looks so cute with this like bowl cut and shit. 
It's great. Peak 1999 energy, right? So I'm a little kid seeing this video. And I'm like, oh my God, they're in an airport. They have their own plane. There's this pack of fans screaming for them with their signs and they're this and that. I love you, marry me, la la la. To this day, I don't go to an airport and don't think about seeing a Baxter boy, which is so absurd. <laughs> but every time I'm in an airport, I'm like, is today the day? Is today the day I see a Baxter boy? Every time. And I like, I don't fly a ton anymore, but I used to like every time I'd be like, is today the day that, you know, Howie Durrell is going to come through those doors and I'm going to see a Baxter boy in an airport. And for some reason, I always picture it like I'm at the security line and like I put my shoes on and like there's Nick Carter, which I would just pass out. I would pass out. I Yeah. Like I said earlier, I don't know how I'm going to meet them in person. I don't know how I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to get through it. I can't be sedated because I won't be awake for it. But if I am awake, I might be a blithering idiot. That's a lose-lose for me. I don't know. But every time I'm in an airport, I'm like, is today the day I'm going to see a Baxter boy? Is today the day? And for a while, that was valid because I live in the Tampa area and Nick Carter lived here. He's from Apollo Beach. It's not creepy that I know that. It's a common knowledge. It's fine. But could you imagine? I don't, I don't know. This is like, if I ever do, if I ever do the things and I get VIP passes and I meet them, I promise I'll wear a GoPro. (laughs) So you can see their reaction to my actions. (laughs) I just, I would just be so excited. A few years ago, I saw them in concert with my friend Emma Ham, and um, I saw them in Boston and I got a little drunk and I bought uh, after party tickets, which for a second I thought was like, oh my God, I'm going to meet them. But they were only 50 bucks. I'm like, ain't no way. Like, I scroll down a little farther, 500 bucks for a VIP. I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds all right. But I was like 10 feet from Nick Carter. 10 feet. I'm 5'6". That's two of me laying down. A little less than two of me laying down. Almost in arm's reach. And I was inconsolable, crying, so excited. <laughs> like, breathe his air. I'm breathing everyone's air. I'm breathing Nick Carter's air. I'm breathing Paul Rudd's air. It's so creepy sounding, but that's how close I was. And I, I don't know what I would do if Nick Carter ever spoke to me. I don't know. I cried when he liked my Instagram photo. What in God's name would I do if I saw him in person? These are the things I think, these are the things that keep me up at night, honestly. Like, not like, you know, the stress of my job or the stress of the world or like whatever I have going on in my personal life. Like shit like this. Like if I meet Nick Carter in an airport, what would I say? What would I do? And God forbid it's one of the days I look like a troll. I go to the airport looking not fresh sometimes because the flights are early and shit. I used to work nights. It's all my excuse. I just don't even understand what I, I don't know. This is what keeps me up at night. And that's just what I have to live with. That's all I got for today. These are my pop culture recaps. Brittany is free. Paul Rudd's sexy. Meghan Markle is exploiting her own name. Paris Hilton got married. Shailene Woodley's weird. Pete Davidson's dating Kim Kardashian, allegedly. And Kristen Stewart said that she was young and stupid for dating Robert Pattinson during Twilight. And the I Want It That Way video hit a billion views on YouTube. I can live with that. 
Hello, friends. This is the segment where I am going to finally tell everyone what was in my home goods bags. So I recorded that episode with my mom a few weeks ago. And to be honest, I kind of shoved everything in my spare room because my husband hasn't been traveling as much as he usually does. And I needed a reason to not look at it for a while. But here we are. I'm going to take a peek at what I got. And it's probably all sold out now from when I was there. But also talk about it. So first things first, we know I bought Her Majesty's Blanket. I'll put a picture of it up on my Instagram. It's a very cute, um, one of those like soft plush blankies with a um, corgi wearing reindeer ears and a red scarf. Oh, how tailor appropriate a red scarf, this corgi. Anyway, that is Her Majesty's Blanket. I got two little fabric, probably like, I don't know, foot and a half tall with a hat standing up gnomes and they're like little twins they're gonna flank my television one's holding a gift is anyone holding a gift where is it oh they are they hold matching gifts that's cute okay let's see i got a bunch of little gift bags with christmas trees on them obviously to put under the tree some tissue paper a birthday card for my niece who i ended up getting her a different card so i should have opened this bag um let's see i got some ray dunn a spatula and cutter set so there's two rubber spatulas one says naughty one says nice that's cute oh the handles say christmas cheer and happy holidays love that and then i have a gingerbread cookie cutout and a christmas tree cookie cutout that's cute i'll use those i just saw a tiktok about how to make pancakes with cookie cutters that's a good idea okay 7.99 for those two things I ended up getting two pairs of silicone cleaning gloves. The ones with like the, well, they're not hairs, but like the silicone rubby things on them to help me clean the dishes and clean my bathroom. I should have used these yesterday. That kind of sucks. Got two pairs of those because one pair will run out. But one one was $5.99. The other was $7.99. What makes these so superior? I don't know. They're Farberware. Okay, whatever. Two pairs of gloves. I got two rolls of wrapping paper. One has gnomes on it. Go figure. One's red, one's green. And then the other one is merry and bright um, wrapping paper that has like metallic words. That's cute. All right, moving on. Let's see. Oh, I got a really cute. I got two really cute things from Foxwood Home from Derbyshire, England. I got salt and pepper shakers that look like little houses that's super cute and then i got a matching one that has like a little like house village row kind of like the house from the holiday but like if there was a row of those and it's like a milk pouring cup not it's not a milk saucer either it's like a milk you know what i mean the milk pour things that's what it is i got a Christmas art that says comfort and joy with a Christmas tree on it. That's cute. I got a cocktail shaker for all the Christmas drinks I'll make. I don't have a cocktail shaker, I realized. I don't know if I ever owned one or if I didn't own one. And I threw it out when I moved. Oh, this has like, you can put recipes on it. Oh, that's cool. Choose from 15 popular cocktail recipes by turning the base. Shut up. Recipes include Cosmo Mojito Appletini. A sex on the beach. Okay. 
lemon drop pina colada whiskey sour margarita oh my god i love when i surprise shop for myself and i don't open the bags this is just like i'm shopping all over again that is so great i got a um a thanksgiving cheese plate with a gnome on it actually the plate is a gnome and it came with a nice like cheese knife thing that's cute i got three tea tins of princess diana one's for me and obviously the other two for caitlin and liz because every time i see princess diana tea i buy it for us which is just you know we talked about that in the her majesty's blanket pod but i always got to pick it up when i see it i got a jar of strawberry preserves from hoboken new jersey i must have bought this for my husband because he likes to put preserves on stuff hmm interesting calories 46 per tablespoon seems very exact couldn't they have just said 50 i don't know anywho the last things that i got i got two let's see how tall these are let's hold them up to me this might be two feet tall the no might be a foot tall math i got two two feet tall wooden signs that light up and one says fa la 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 and the other one says be merry and I am going to put these outside so my neighbors can see how ch- cheerful and joyful and triumphant we are. Isn't that great? I think that's all my shit from home. Oh, one last thing. This is great. They had plastic bowls from Friends. And they have like stockings on them that say Ross, Chandler, Joey, Rachel, Monica, Phoebe. And they have like all the Friends things on there. Like the mirror and the turkey with the sunglasses and the... Central Perk. Oh, God, I'm dropping it. Central Perk mug. Yeah, it was a good it was good dad home goods that day. And if I buy anything else, I'll let you know about it in February when I open the bags. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with me today on the 32 podcast. I'm sorry I rambled and told a lot of really personal stories about how what a weird, crazy fan crying person I am. But that's just the content for today. If you liked what you heard, leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you did not like what you hear heard, please continue to leave a five-star review, but let me know how I can improve. Please follow me on Spotify. Hit the little bell and you will follow me and get notifications when I have a new episode up. Follow me on 32pod on Instagram and on TikTok. I have a TikTok now. It's really fun. Um, and at my email, at Gmail um 32pod at gmail.com please leave questions comments concerns anywhere comment post dm me email carrier pigeon you don't have my address but if you're close to me you might that's all i got for today i hope to bring you some thanksgiving content next week and remember it's never too rude to have 32 bye